Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deed. To them who by patience continue in yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor and immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? It's your guy, that dude from Shabbos. All right, come on with you from the ISBCK uh, Bible Talk. All right, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, at this time, I want to go ahead and uh, uh, you know give the fair use warning. So we're not there that everything that we do use on, on, on the on the we use as part of the fair use and it's not for any profit or gain or anything like that. Um, at this time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and also uh, restart the music and everything. I want to give everybody a chance to go ahead and now log on to the to the class, whether it's through um uh, whether you call in at six four six 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 eight two five six eight. Listen to the live class now, or if you want uh, uh, to go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, or if you want to catch us on again Mashaba, if you want to catch us on. I, um, I Heart Radio podcast. If you want to catch us on the Apple iTunes podcast, 
You want to catch us, catch us on the Google uh, Podcast or Podcast Addict. All right, uh, you can reach out to us to those different forms right there. So at this time again, I just want to take a little time to um, give the fair, fair use warning and everything. Let everybody know the show is starting. Please reach out and let everybody know. Uh, then call in, listen to the show. Area code six four six 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 eight two five six eight from from your phone, or you can go through the computer uh, through your phone or um, uh, a web browser and check us out at www.blogtalkradio.com or listen to us on one of our podcast platforms, the iHeartRadio uh, podcast, the um, um, Apple iTunes podcast, or even the Google podcast or podcast addict. All right. So with that, I, I need to do the same thing. I'm going to go ahead and uh, restart the music. Uh, let everybody know the show is definitely started. And please use this time to reach out. Let everybody know the show is definitely starting. Um, and, and share the link. Eric code 646. Six six eight two five six eight. All right, here we go.
right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Again, Shalom and good afternoon. Uh, welcome. ISBHK presents Bible Talk. I'm your host today. Uh, my name is Rashad. Thank you for bringing you out to our, to our podcast, to our, to our, 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 our internet classroom that we have going on. Thank you very much. And again, uh, if you'd like to, you can reach out to us so let everybody else know that the class has definitely started. Um, and then call in. We have a live call in that you can call in at area code 646-668-2568. Again, that's area code 646-668-2568. You'd like to call in. Or if you'd like to uh, uh, go through a browser, maybe you might have your phone, you want to be at work, you want to go through your browser. Uh, you can check us out at www.blogtalkradio.com, B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O, blogtalkradio.com, uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. We're also available on iTunes, um, uh, Apple iTunes podcast. We're also available on iHeartRadio podcast. We're also available on Google podcast. And we're also available on Podcast Addict, right, if you want to check us out. So with that, let me just do something here real quick. As I, as I also sent out the uh, the messages that we are definitely getting started, uh, sending out the the text bomb um, to so let everybody know that the show is definitely started and they can listen in. And don't worry if you miss any part of the class or or anything of that. Like, remember, you know, you can catch the latest 300 shows that we have, episodes that we have. Um, uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio Podcast, um, Apple iTunes Podcast, and also um, uh, Podcast Addict, right? In a way, you can still stay in touch with us, okay? Still stay in touch and, and up to date with what we have going on. Remember, we have a website set up at isbhpk.com. That's isbhpk.com. That's the Israel School of Biblical History Practical Knowledge.com. Uh, to be able to go ahead and check us out and stay, stay abreast and aware of all these high holidays events or what have you. With that being said, uh, one of the next major events that's coming up is the high holiday of the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets, which is going to be held, um, according to the website, is going to be held sundown, uh, September 26th. Sundown, September 26th, is the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets. All right. Um, as we, we, we were in connection um, and, and, and congruency with the Masharal Yashar'ala, the House of Israel, uh, Masharal Yashar'ala, the government of Israel, and trying to bring some unity uh, in these times of, 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 of where Zephaniah 2 and 1 tells us, gather yourselves together, you gather together, O nation, not desire, that the Most High does bless the unity, Psalm 7, 133. Look how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Um, that we endeavor to keep the unity of the peace, endeavor to keep the unity in the bond of peace. All right. So we know there's other Israelite groups, um, uh, congregations that uh, are celebrating on, on on different days as far as the Martin Blunker trumpets. Um, and uh, we're not opposed to them. We're not we're not going to defame them or deface them. We're going to rejoice. And that Israelites are still gathering together, right? We're going to rejoice in the fact that Israelites are still gathering together. And understand that we're putting together a nation, not only that we are putting together, the most high put together uh, is bringing back together the nation of Israel. When you deal with a nation, um, 
not everybody in the nation is united in the exact same mindset and the exact same thoughts, even as we endeavor and strive for, that's, a, that's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. Even if we look at, uh, take America. Now, even in America, you have uh, Americans that are, are conservative, but you also have Americans that are liberals. You have Americans that, that, are, that are Democrats. You have Americans that are Republicans. You have Americans that don't believe in government at all. Um, and uh, more on, uh, of the, uh, the belief of, of, of uh, sovereignty, individual sovereignty, and, and militia groups. All right? that, that's in America. Uh, you, you can go around the world and see that a nation, uh, uh, many Arab nations, that there's many even different sects of, of, of Muslims among Arabs or what have you. I'm only bringing that out uh, to point out that in dealing with a nation, a lot of times we, we kind of have this kind of Christian religious church attitude that because we call ourselves Israelites, that all Israelites are supposed to think and be exactly the same. And that, that's just, um, that's not going to happen. Okay. The thing, the thing that we do agree upon is that we are the Israelites. That is one thing that we definitely agree upon. And one thing we, uh, most of us agree upon also is that we're awaiting the return of the anointed savior the Messiah, the Hamashiach, uh, Jesus Christ, the world called Jesus Christ. Um, some congregations call him Yeshua, um, uh, Yahweh Shai, Yahshua, that we're, we're waiting on him, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, 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 um, uh, the mediator, uh, the governor, the Prince of Peace, that, that was promised to come out of, of David's seed, David's lineage, David's loins, that we're awaiting his return, right? that we're awaiting his return. There's some Hebrew Israelites that don't believe in, in the New Testament because of the teaching of religion, because of, 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 of the European Christianity that has spread across the globe, spread across the world. Uh, many people don't believe in, in – and there's a lot of Israelites who don't believe in the New Testament. That doesn't make them not Israelites. I just They don't believe in the New Testament. We're dealing with a nation of people, brothers and sisters. We're dealing with a nation of people as we're endeavoring to, 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 to fight, to get back together. Um, uh, to our Lord and Savior uh, does come and actually get us, and that's what we're waiting on. Right? That's what we're waiting on. So let's not let's not let that be the the, the reason why I'm not going to check out this people or check out that people because um, they don't celebrate this holiday on this day and they don't do this, don't do that, whatever. We should be rejoicing in the fact that we're even finding out that we Israelites. That's one thing we should definitely be rejoicing in and 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 and, and be proud of is that Israelites are returning back. To, we're, we're finding out our national identity. We're finding out our name, right? That that's something that's been that, according to, you know, let's get it real quick. Let's get it real quick. Um, and I know i got, got limited time. Uh, what's that say? Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm getting text messages also in the middle of the, of the class here. So, when we go to Psalms, the 83rd, 83rd Psalms, which many people are familiar with, and that's this I want to dive into this class. When we go to the 83rd Psalm, it says um, a, a, a song or, or a psalm of Asaph. Keep not thy silence, O Lord, and hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. 
that the enemies of God had taken crafty counsel against the people of God, the Israelites, and and consulted against thy hidden ones. They had said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. And that that's that's that that conspiracy is a, is a true one. That is truly happening to the nation of Israel. That we we've gone through a time period now where we have forgotten our nationality. We don't even know we're the Israelites. Uh, we believe in the world of religion, be it Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Seventh Day Adventist, uh, Jehovah Witness, um, Mason, uh, or what have you, uh, Eastern Star, what have you. Uh, we think that we're uh, uh, a color as far as being black. Uh, we think that you know all the false names that we have as far as so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Seminole Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans. That we don't realize that we are the nation of Israel, that we are the descendants, we are, we, we are the, the of the family tree, direct descendants of those people that Moses led out of Egypt, um, the twelve tribes of Israel, and that's who we are. So be at, at this time now in history, where we're even just finding out that we're the Israelites and coming back to just to that, spite of what the nation and the world has done to hide that fact from us, to 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 really cloud our minds and, and our judgments and our, and our um, uh, of, of really hiding our identity from the iconoclasm of, of painting all the images in the Bible of, of Europeans to um, not having us believe that, that we're just a bunch of savages, a bunch of nobodies, a bunch, a bunch of uh, uh, animals. To, we believe we're, we're, we're thugs. We believe that we're gangsters. We believe that we're supposed to be entrepreneurs or, 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 or moguls, what have you. That it's been quite an exquisite job done uh, in hiding the fact that we are the Israelites. So we come back now to a time where we understand that we are the Israelites. It's really a, a truly blessed time, right? That 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 is a miracle in itself. That's going with Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven, where the Mosai talks about um, prophesied to uh, Ezekiel about the valley of the dry bones, and that that it was so dry. There was like a bunch of skeletons. But first, they would come back now and actually just find out our, our identity, find out that we are the Israelites, and be able to prove it, not just out of, off of a whim or out of some dreams, but actually be able to use the scriptures to be able to and see and show by prophecy we are the Israelites, right? That we 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 are those people. That 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 we're not Indians. We're, we're not uh, 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 natives. We're not black, we're not Puerto Rican, we're not uh, uh, Latino or Hispanic, but that we are the Israelites, that, that, that is, a, is a miracle in itself. So let's build from that, all right? Let's build from that. So today's class, as we, as we get into this, today's class, brothers and sisters, if you checked out my class last night, towards the end, it got a little bit confusing. I, I ain't going to lie. I, I will confess, end of last night's class, it get confusing. Um, my, I, my vision really hasn't in, increased too much too much more. Huh. Dealing with uh, the effects of uh, diabetic uh, retinopathy uh, as I'm waiting for, for uh, to go and see the uh, my primary care physician to to see what his next step is and trying to trying to collect my, my vision. Uh, that aided in some of last night's confusion. I'm not, I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to lie. But even just going back and, and checking out the topic that we was going into, for anybody who might be brand new, 
that might have been jumping off the deep end, what, what we started going to last night. Um, that might have really been too much. And a lot of times, it's, 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 it's had to remind myself that as we have new listeners, we have new, new people, um, and in the midst of all the distractions that are in the world today, from social media to, to movies to, to uh, online streaming of, of, of what have you, to all the different religions and, 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 and YouTube and, and everything that's out there, that a lot of these concepts that we go over, sometimes we take for granted for those of us who've been in, in, in this knowledge for a while. I'm going on 30 years in this knowledge. I came in, in 1980. See, I came in 88, 1988. So what is that? 88. 88 to 98 is 10 years. 98 to 2008 is 20 years. 2008 to 2018 is 30. So 34 years. Wow. About 34 years. 33, 34 years. Uh, I, I've been in, in this knowledge, and some of the concepts I, I understand that for what might excite my mind and my spirit and, and, and feed feed me, it might have been might not be doing the same thing for somebody who's brand new, right? It might not be for somebody who's brand new. So where some of the topics that I do cover, it just might seem very crazy. It might seem just very um, um, outlandish. So forgive me for that, and I was, I'm trying to uh, uh, um, catch myself and come back and realize that, as the scripture says in Hebrews uh, 5 and 12, or 12 and 5, that, or 5 and 12, that you have to give a babe milk and, and, and not strong meat, that the things that we become accustomed to uh, in, 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 in the decades that we've been dealing with this knowledge, that for somebody brand new, it might really be too much. It might really be too much. So with that, I'll try to fall back a little bit um, and, and get back in touch with some of the basics, okay? Uh, and I'm not saying that as an insult to anybody. Um, uh, as, as an insult to anybody's intelligence or as an insult to anybody's um, um, uh, comprehension, it's, it's just that a lot of the concepts of the Bible, there's steps that got to be, gotta be, gotta be walked through. We know that from the scripture point of view, even Christ told us, he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you think about a key, a key opens a lock. And if you don't have the key, file down to the, to the right um, um, gauges, we will, or, or depth, that you're not going to open that lock. There's a, a proper order that that key has to be in in order to open the tumbler in, in order to open that lock. And if you don't have the, 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 the key at, in the right position, to, to release the tumblers in the right way, the door is going to stay locked. The understanding is going to stay locked. And that's not the purpose of our show. Whether it be on the, our YouTube shows or whether it be you know, on our podcast, it's not to confuse people more, but it's really trying to help you with uh, education and understanding. So with that, uh, last, yesterday we, we went over, in the beginning of the show for the first hour, we were going over Deuteronomy chapter 13, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 13. And it was refreshing for myself to go, to go back over that. Um, to remember all the, the blessings 
that the Most High had prepared and was given to the nation of Israel upon our coming out of Egypt and, and, and to our coming into the Promised Land. And the second part of the class, we, we started to touch on Solomon and some of the gods and some of the things that the exploit and sins uh, of Israel uh, that Solomon got into. But I want to fall back even more. I want to fall back before we address that even more and get more back into the 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 promised land. All right, I'm gonna get back more go back into the promised land as 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 refresh for some and, and maybe as 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 a seed planting uh, for others. The first scripture I'm gonna to go to today, brothers and sisters, is Deuteronomy chapter thirty two verse eight. The first scripture I would like to cover this morning or this afternoon is Deuteronomy chapter thirty two verse eight. And it reads, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number by the children of Israel. Now, if we examine the scripture right here, the very first part of the scripture talks about when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. The inheritance that was divided to all the nations was their land and their culture. All right, that each nation inherited their land. All right, we know from Genesis chapter 10, verse 31. Let me, let me pull that up real quick. I'll do it here. I'll get it over here. Genesis chapter 10, and verse 31. It reads as such. And we know that after the flood, that we know all nations, um, after the flood, let me slow down. We know that after the flood, when the Lord flooded the whole entire earth, that the earth was repopulated from Noah, Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay? That, that Noah being a, a direct descendant of Adam, all right, in, in, in the chosen lineage, in the chosen family tree, so that going from Adam all the way down to Noah, that when the flood hit, that Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, repopulated the whole earth. Being, and all of them would have obviously been not only the sons of Noah, but also the sons of Adam also. Talking about after the flood. We know that in, 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 in science today, that they teach that there's basically three classifications of mankind. The, the, the Negroid, the Mongoloid, and the Caucasoid that basically all genetic genomes and whatever that, that type of talk is, that basically it, 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 it comes down to three groups of men, um, the whole entire planet, either from a Negroid race, a Cognitive race, or the Mongoloid race. That's what today's science will even teach you. But we know biblically that it comes down to not the Negroid, Cognitive, or the Mongoloid, but biblically it comes down to being either Shemitic, Hamitic or Japhetic, coming out of the three sons of Noah. Okay? Walk with me, y'all. Walk with me. So in Genesis chapter 10, verse 31, it says, these are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues, in their, in their lands, in their nations. Verse 32. Genesis chapter 10, verse 32. These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generations, in their nations, uh, in their nations. And by these, 
were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. That the most side of, uh, there's nobody on the planet Earth today that if you're a human being, you either came out of Shem, Ham, or Japheth genetically, okay, if we use the word genetics. That coming come, come from Noah, the three classification of mankind on the earth, either you're, you came out of Shem, where you might hear today people call about being Semitic, you either Ham or Hemetic or Kim or Kimid or Japhetic, okay? Those are three classifications of mankind biblically, right, biblically. So when we come back now and read Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 8, once again, it says, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, and when was that done? Well, after the flood. That's when the nations were divided. We even read that during the time of, of the Tower of Babel, from Genesis chapter 10 and Genesis chapter 11. That at the Tower of Babel is when the nations were divided into our different, um, into our different languages. Okay. That in reading off of Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 8, uh, and he separated the sons of Adam. He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. That it was already established that the land that was going to be known as the land of Israel that that was going to be separated specifically for the Israelites even before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were even born, all right? That that, that, that land that became the promised land, the land of milk and honey, that that was going to be given to the Israelites, all right? That was already established before we were even born, before Abraham was even born, that before any other land people got their land, it was understood that the land that became known as the land of Israel, the promised land, the land of milk and honey, that that was going to be separated and given to the children of Israel to be able to accommodate the numbers of Israelites that, that, was, that, was, going to be, um, um, that was going to be created, that was going to be born, okay? That might be kind of hard, uh, far-fetched, uh, hard to, to, to grasp, hard, hard, hard to, to think about, but this is what the scriptures is, is telling us. This is what the Bible is telling us, okay? Now, again, when we go to Second Ezra in the Apocrypha, now, for those who don't remember, the Apocrypha is a part of the Bible. Um, and back to the, the, the modern age uh, with, with, with Siri and Google and, and, and all the, the, the search engines uh, available at your fingertips on your phone or what have you, you can look at the, the term apocrypha, A-P-O-C-A, P-O-C-R-Y-P-H-A, apocrypha. The apocrypha was an original part of the King James Bible. Right? When the Bible was translated uh, under the protection of King James, that a part of, that, part of the, the books was called the apocrypha. It's 14 books called the apocrypha. Right? And, and from 1611, when the King James Bible was first uh, published and, and printed, in 1611, all the way through the late 1880s, the Apocrypha was always a part of the Bible. Right? You might even find it in some days in some Catholic Bibles. They still have some, 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 some versions of the Apocrypha in some Catholic Bibles even today. Right? It was determined at one of the councils that the Apocrypha was not inspired by God, that it was good for history, but it wasn't canon or wasn't inspired by God. So it, it, was, it was separated. 
Now, it was separated from out of the Bible. But when the Bible was first, was first translated, it was a part of the Bible. The Apocrypha also contained more uh, uh, Hebrew and gr- more Greek. Um, it was translated more from – it was Old Testament um, um, uh, scrolls that were translated from the Greek as opposed to being translated from the Hebrew like we have for the, for the Old Testament. Right? They were translated actually from the Greek as opposed to being translated from the Hebrew. But it's actually a part of the Bible. So when we go to 2 Ezra chapter, chapter 5, and we start at verse 22. Now, Ezra, E-S-D-R-A-S, as you as you every time going to look it up. Ezra is just a Greek way of saying the, the name Ezra. In the Old Testament, you have a book called Ezra right next to the book of Nehemiah. All right? That same Ezra and this Ezra is the same person. It's just that one is saying his name more uh, uh, Greek from a, a Greek, uh, translation and one is bringing it from a Hebrew translation. All right? But they're still the same person. All right? And he wrote the same books. So the Ezra of the Bible actually is credited with writing. Some believe he also wrote Nehemiah, but the Ezra of the Bible also wrote this first and second Ezra. Okay, same person. So when we go to the Apocrypha, to Second Ezra, and if you have, again, you can go online, you're going to have an actual hard copy um, or softback uh, cover of the Apocrypha. You can go online, so, you know, thanks to the Internet and, 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 and web browsers, you can, you, can read along by, you can read along with us. So we'll go to Second Ezra chapter 5, verse 22. Second Ezra chapter 5, verse 22. And we're going to read through verse 27. It says, uh, and this is, this is Ezra speaking. He, he, he recorded this right here. He says, And my soul recovered the spirit of understanding and began to talk with the Most High again. And I said, O oh Lord, that bears rule of every wood of the earth and of all the trees thereof. Uh, thou hast chosen thee one only vine. What Ezra is about, is about to break down right here is that the Lord has, a cho- the Lord has favorites. All right, what we're about to read right here is that the Lord does have favorites, from a favorite people to a favorite flower to a favorite river to a favorite land to a favorite. The Lord does have favorites, okay? When we talk about the chosen people, even theologians will tell you that the Israelites of the Old Testament are the chosen people, but they'll come back and try to say that when Christ came now, he made all people chosen. That's not true. That the chosen people are the Israelites. The Jews, that we are, the, the Israelites are the chosen people. That of all the people on the planet Earth, God does have a chosen people. And of all the lands on the planet Earth, the, the Lord does have a favorite land. All right? And it's a land that became known as the land of Israel. Whereas before it was known as the land of Israel, it was known as the land of Canaan. All right? It was known as the land of Canaan. But this is his favorite land. Right? And I, I want to go through some scriptures and kind of prove that. But first, I want to establish and for us to be able to see that, yes, that God does have favorites. Right? So he says, again, 2 Ezra 5, verse 22, And I saw the covered the spirit of understanding, and I began to talk with the Most High again, and said, O oh Lord, that bears rule of every wood of the, of the earth and of all the trees thereof, thou hast shown thee only one vine. Of all the different trees that are in the, on, on the earth, that God created, he says his favorite is the vine, which has to be the olive vine, right? Of all 
everything that God created on the earth, of all the different trees, walnuts, um, uh, um, all the different types of cedars, all the different types of willows, all the different types of oaks, all the different types of, of, of uh, ash or aspen or pecan or, or uh, a black walnut or uh, pine or uh, uh, all, all the different types of trees that there are, the palm trees. Of all the different types of trees there are, his favorite is the vine, right? The a, a, a vine is his favorite. It happens to be the, the olive vine. So all the different types of trees that God made. And we, we're trying, we want to establish this because, uh, because of religion. A lot of people believe that, that well, since God made it and God said it was good, God just loves everything equally. That, that's, that's, that's a false impression of God. That's a false perspective of God, that, yes, God did make everything. And just like we have as, as humans, we have the, the right, if you will, to, of all the clothes that you might have in your closet, you still have a favorite, uh, you still have a favorite pair of clothes. Um, of all the suits you might have to go to work, if, if you wear a suit to work, there's still a favorite suit that you have of all the suits that you purchase. You might have a favorite pair of shoes. You might have a favorite pair of shoes for if you're going hiking. Therefore, when you go hiking, this is my favorite pair of shoes. Um, if you're going dancing, this is my favorite pair of shoes. If you're going, uh, uh, and what you might do, you might have a favorite pair of shoes to fit the occasion. Well, God is, has the same right to have that same type of, of decision making. God has the right to be able to make those same type of choices. That of everything he did made, he does have favorites. I read, I read on verse 24. Second uh, Ezra chapter 5, verse 24. It says, And of all the in all the lands of the whole world, there has chosen to be one pit. And we're gonna find out that, that one pit of all the land that God created, he did create it all. He is a creator. All right. That he has one favorite pit. And we're find that, that pit is talking about the land of Israel. It's talking about the, uh, what the people call the fertile crescent. Um, uh, Palestine, that that is his favorite of all the lands that are created. For, for you, your favorite might be Jamaica. For you, your favorite might be Nicaragua somewhere, Central America. It might be somewhere in South America. It might be over in Japan or Singapore or, or where you might have your own favorite place that you, that, that's your favorite, or a city you grew up in might be your favorite city. Cool. No problem. But of all the cities and all the lands and of everything that there is, just like you might have a favorite, God has a favorite also. All right? God has a favorite place also. Reading on. Uh, and of all the flowers, there are one lily. Now, if you think about all the different types of flowers there are, I'm not even going to try to attempt that. I, my mind is, is, is going to get blown away. And trying to think about all the different types of flowers, and, uh, lilies, roses, uh, uh uh, begonias, uh, chrysanthemums, um, uh, jasmine, jasper, uh, if jasper's a flower, um, uh, dandelions, were all the different types of flowers that there are that God created. The, his favorite is the lily, right? That six, that that six leaf plant, and all the different types of lilies that there are. God's favorite is the lily. Of all the flowers, all right. Verse twenty-five, and of all the the depths of the sea, thou shalt be one one river, the River Jordan. 
right? That is his favorite. Of all the, from the Nile to the, the Amazon to the Yellow River to uh, the, the Mississippi to whatever rivers there are, that of all the rivers there are on the planet Earth, God has a favorite, and that, and, and that being Jordan, okay? Um, verse 25. Uh, we read, we read, I'm reading it again. And of all the depths of the, of the sea, thou hast filled thee one river. And of all the, the builded cities, thou hast hallowed Zion unto thyself. Zion being Jerusalem. And of all the cities on the planet Earth, all the towns on the planet Earth, that the one, his favorite is, is Zion, which happens to be Jerusalem. All right, verse 26. And of all the fowls, um, and of all the fowls that are, are created, thou has named the one dove. And all the different types of birds that there are. Now, again, I'm not even trying to attempt to try and name all the different types of birds there are. We know that of all the different types of fowl that there are, God's favorite bird or favorite, favorite fowl is the dove. All right? And of all the cattle that has made, God has provided thee one sheep. Of all different types of, of animals um, and herds that there are on, on planet Earth, from deer to bison to, to, to antelope to gazelles to moose to bison to what have you, God's favorite is the sheep. I have all the, all the goats and all the rams and everything. God's favorite among all of them, and he does have a favorite, is the sheep. Verse 27. And among all the multitude of multitudes of people, thou hast gotten thee one people. And unto this people whom thou lovest, thou gavest a law that is approved, approved of all. And we know of all the people on the planet Earth, the one people that God chose um, to put his name on are the Israelites. All right? Of all the different nations, all the different people, God's favorite, just like, like people have favorites. God's favorite, God's chosen, are the Israelites, right? And he, he's, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to do that. He, he's God. He's creator. So with all that being said, and trying try to keep this, this, this ship steered in, in, in this one direction and dealing with the promised land, that God does have a, 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 a favorite land. God does have a favorite place uh, on, the, on the earth of all creation. That he that that that's in creation all in the, in the universe. There's a one land that, that God is 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 treasures finds superior above all, and that's the land of Israel, previously known as the land of Canaan. Now, when we go to Genesis chapter 13, now if you join me in Genesis chapter 13, uh, we're going to start at verse 12. We're going to read about a covenant or promise or contract that was established between our forefather named Abram, before his name was changed to Abraham, his name was Abram, and a contract that was established between him and the Most High, between him and God, okay? Um, and Abram is very important because, we you know, Abram, when his name gets changed to Abraham, that in the New Testament, he's known as the father of faith. That he he if you want to understand if you want to understand the faith of the Most High the faith of God, then Abraham is your model. Abraham is your standard. 
for for being able to measure does somebody really believe in God or not? Not believing in in himself, not believing in their own abilities or powers or or, or, or intellect, but the Father of Faith. When it comes to the faith of God, the Creator, the Most High, Abraham's the man. Abraham is the one. So we're in Genesis chapter thirteen, starting verse twelve. Genesis chapter thirteen, starting verse twelve, and it reads: Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities uh, of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Now remember, um, Abraham and Lot had had started their journey from the land of uh, Ur of the Chaldees. Uh, up around Iraq, Monday Iraq, Iran, if you will, and traveled down into the land of Canaan, or what's going to become known as known as the Promised Land. And their riches had, had, had and their wealth had increased so much that they couldn't dwell together any, anymore. That Abraham's uh, crops and 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 servants and everything he had, there was too much, just as lots. That it was just too much. So. They had, they had to split up. It, it was just too, too, it was too much. The blessing was just too much. And Abraham let Lot take which land he wanted, wanted to get with. And Lot saw that the land of Sodom was a very uh, gorgeous, a very plentiful land. So, you know, maybe he should have counseled first, but he, he took the land of Sodom, which eventually became, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah that was destroyed. And he, him and his wife and two daughters were saved from that, um, from that destruction, right? Which, which can only best be described as thermal nuclear destruction, right? If I put a, put a modern day twist on it or a modern day perspective on it, it can only be described as as a modern day um, um, Hiroshima and uh, uh, Nagasaki, just uh, um, other destruction, fire and brimstone. Okay, so Lot picked this land before. To have his crops and his his, his herds and his servants uh, take the land of Sodom, while Abraham took the plain. Okay, we know verse thirteen. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. We understand about Sodom again more. All right, verse fourteen. And the Lord said unto, unto Abram, after that Lot was was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look. From the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. So the Most High is telling, telling Abraham, I want you to look all around you. Look as far north as you can. Look as far, what is it, uh, northward and, and westward. Verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And we know from Abraham came many nations, right? We know from Abraham came many nations, including the nation of Israel. We know that the Arabs are descendants of Abraham's son Ishmael, right, which are great and mighty people. When I say mighty, meaning there's a lot of them, okay? The United Arab Emirates, yes. Uh, yes. They, they are the Abraham's seed. And if we know also come from Abraham's seed, we have the greatest nation, the chosen nation, the nation of Israel, but also we're dealing with the nation of Edom, Caucasians, 
that all these that, that these three sets of people, nations, all came from Adam. Not, not, I'm sorry, from Abram, Abraham. That in itself is an amazing, amazing, amazing um, that it all can be traced back to that man. All these different nations and people can be traced back to him. But reading on now, uh, verse 17. Um, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. So Abraham literally walked the promised land. Right? Abraham literally walked the promised land. Now, wherever his foot went, that was going to be given to him and his seed as a, for the promised land. All right? Reading on. Verse 18. Then Abraham removed uh, his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built, the, built an altar unto the Lord, and built an altar unto the Lord. All right? So that let me see here. I'm getting some things on my phone. Uh, and continuing. Uh, now I'm going to do Genesis chapter 15. We just read Genesis chapter 13. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15, and we start with 18. Again, we're still dealing, we're still dealing with Abram, and another part of the covenant that God was going to make with Abraham, whose name is, is, is about to change to Abraham. So in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18, but I want us to understand and see. Hopefully, we saw that in Genesis chapter 13, God made this covenant about the land of the land that was be known as the land of Israel before His name was changed to Abraham, where He was blessed, that He was going to be the father of a multitude. That he would be the father of nations. That there was already a covenant that was going to be established with Abraham concerning that land. All right, that was already established before his name was changed to Abraham. That as Abram, that there was already a, a promise made from God that his seed was going to inhabit this particular land. All right. Now we're in Genesis chapter fifteen, verse eighteen. Genesis chapter fifteen, verse eighteen. In the same day, the Lord made a, a covenant with Abram, saying, "Unto thy seed." Have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates? But it says, do you know how far that, how, how wide, how, how expansive that is? From the great river of Egypt, which is the Nile. So from the Nile River all the way to the river Euphrates. Let's look that up. That's something I haven't done, brother. Let me look that up. How far is it? How many miles from the mile? River to the U Freddy's River. Okay, I'm on Google Maps. 
and from <laughs> on a bus, I might. It's it's 26 hours by by is that a bus or a car? I can't see. But it says the distance is 1,186 miles from the Nile. If I can see this here. From the Nile in Egypt to the Euphrates River is 1,186 miles. Oh my, wow. Let me see here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of a dimension to help, help get us some... Um, All right, brothers and sisters, consider this. From Mexico to Canada is 1,344 miles. How many miles from the Mexican border to the Canadian border? Wow, I'm, I'm I'm confused now. Yeah, for this question, they have two thousand two hundred thirty-nine miles from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. But I'm not sure what this first one is then. What I'm trying to establish, brothers and sisters, is is It's difficult for me for for me to do this right now. Is to try and, and get 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 a visual on just how how much land God has separated for us the children of Israel. How much land God had, had was reserving for us the children of Israel. That when we read Hosea chapter one verse ten and eleven, it tells us that the children of Israel should be at the sand of the sea and at the stars of heaven, which cannot be numbered. That's just within the children of Israel. That's not talking about um, any of the other nations that came out of, out, out, of, out of Abraham, including Caucasians, including the so-called um, Arabs or Ishmaelites, that just for the children of Israel, that we, we can't be measuring the numbers. So to be within the, 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 this, this, this promised land that stretched from the river, the, the, from Egypt, the Nile River of Egypt, all the way north to the Euphrates and encompassing all that land. Just 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 try to understand just how, how much land that, that could be. I'm not really think about this and really calculate this. I'll probably have to give my wife being a math teacher. Um to really understand how much land was given to us. And again I'm I'm thinking about this in in, in the aspect of just just, just the, the goodness 
and greatness of the Most High, that he gave this amount of land to the nation of Israel. Right, it, 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 it promised to the Israelites. All right, um, verse 20. Uh, let me read this again. Uh, Genesis chapter 15, verse 18 to 21. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites and the Kenizzites and the Cabanites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the uh, Rephaim uh, and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gergesites and the Jebusites. That all of them will be given to the seed of, of Israel. And that those nations, now we, not only will we possess those lands, but we would take, we would take those nations to become our servants. That they, they, they were stewards taking care of the land until we until we got there, kind of like kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, that they were just sitting there temporarily just just getting things prepared for us to come out of Egypt, uh, and building our houses, building our castles, building our mansions, building our plantations, building our estates, building our crops, our vineyards, our every house is full of all good things that they they were putting all these things together for us to come out of Egypt. And take over. <laughs> I know that sounds harsh, but that's what happened. All right? Now, this land that was given to us, or promised to us, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 6. Let's go to Ezekiel 20 and verse 6. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 6. It says, In the day that I lifted up the, the hand unto them, to bring them forth out of the land of Egypt into a land that he had espied for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. It's telling us here, and we put together, there's one favorite pit that the most I have from Second Ezra, and we're putting it together, if you're able to still walk with me, that, that this, this promised land that he promised to Abraham, that was going to stretch from e- the, the, the river of Egypt all the way up to um, the, the river Euphrates and all of that in between, that this was the glory of all land. This was the best land of all the land that there is. Now, brother says, yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of hitting at a point. I want to get to a point that think about it. All, all, all we might know right now being here in the Western Hemisphere is if we get a chance to go to like the Virgin Islands, how beautiful the Virgin Islands might be and how crystal clear the water might be. Or we get some land in Atlanta, in, in, in Georgia. Or we get some land in the Midwest, or Nebraska. Um, we get some land in, in, in the Carolinas. And, and, and now we're doing something. You might get some land, a couple acres in, in, uh, in, in Los Angeles, in Bel Air, um, uh, if you're here in San Antonio, it, it, it's the uh, um, the Dominion. If you're in Albuquerque, it's Fort Hills or or, or one of the suburbs or, or what have you. That if it's New York, you know, it's the um, uh, the Hamptons. That the land, uh, you know, think about you know places like Montana, places like uh, uh, Wyoming. Uh, that the land is, is so beautiful and, and expansive and 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 and, and, and beautiful. 
you might come from a place like 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 uh uh Puerto Rico. You might come from uh, El Salvador. You might come from Brazil, Argentina, Venezuela, uh, Costa Rica. You might come from Cuba or Haiti or, or, or Trinidad or one of the islands, one, uh, one of the Bahamian islands. And these are some, some gorgeous, beautiful um, um, uh, land. But it says in all that, if you just say Hawaii, um, uh, 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 Guam, Fiji, you know, you know we, we see where... where of celebrities, uh, you know, they're, they're buying their own islands out there in the Caribbean. They're literally buying their own island. You you bought an island, and it's glorious with, with all the waterfalls and all, all the the all the resources that might be on a particular island. And that might seem to us that seems very glorious. To us, that 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 that's 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 taking riches and taking wealth and lifts a whole another level. You got your own island. Look, God forbid you got your own waterfall. You have your own lagoon. You have your own uh, – uh, it's yours. The whole island is yours. The beaches, the if there's any mountains, uh, the fruit, the land, it's yours. And that would seem very glorious. But – are we hearing what's being said here in Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 6, that the land that was given to us, that God considered the glory of all lands? As they talk about, you know, the, the war in Ukraine right now, the war in Ukraine with Russia and, and, and Ukraine, that for the, that Ukraine is known for its it, it, farmland, for the, the grain that's produced there in, in, in Ukraine. It's, it's one of the uh, one of the um, uh, grain capitals of the world. They supply a lot of grain to, to uh, parts of Africa. But even with all that, that's not the glory of all land. And they just discovered, I, I think it was Uganda, they just discovered 300 trillion tons of, of gold. But guess what? But even with all that, that's still not the glory of all land. As much as we we, see, we we want to get back to Africa and go on a safari to Africa and see all the animals and see all the the the, the lions and, and 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 the hyenas and and the uh, uh, and the hippopotamuses and the giraffes and the elephants and the gazelles. That even all that on the Serengeti and everything. That that's not the glory of our land. That the glory of all land is the land that God has promised to, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their seed, us, the children of Israel. That was Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 6. Now let's read Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 15. It says, uh, yet, also I lift up my, yet also I lift up my hand unto them in the wilderness, that I would not bring them into... Uh, the land which I had given them from with milk and honey, uh, which is the glory of all land. That yeah, that land of milk and honey, the promised land, the land that, that, that he made a covenant with Abraham, looked northward and southward and westward and eastward. I'm going to give this to your seed. And that this land was the glory of all land. 
that as, as much as, as we, we see some breathtaking sights, like when you first watch, like, um, I'm not like Lord of the Rings or, or the Game of Thrones or Braveheart, where they, 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 they do these, these blockbuster movies um, on, in these landscapes that are just phenomenal, that are, that, that are just gorgeous, that are, they have so much, uh, they, they, they're, they're all inspiring. From the cliffs, the meadows, the 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 the, um, uh, the agriculture is breathtaking. To see to, to go up into Colorado uh, uh, in the wintertime and see the snow-capped mountains and, and see them covered with the, with, the, with the evergreen trees uh, and, and 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 grass fields for as far as I can see that even in the midst of all that that th- those still are not the glory of all land. The glory of all land is the promised land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their seed, us, the children of Israel. You can't get no better. You cannot get any better than to have that land, especially with God's protection especially being in that land with God's blessing, forget about it. it, really, it, it, it I, I, I'm failing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a wordsmith, but obviously you can tell that. I'm not a wordsmith. I'm not, I, I'm not good with my words. Um, I'm not a poet by any means. I'm not, I'm not a, a rapper. Um, uh, that's just not me. So, so I feel like I am doing this, 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 this explanation right now, discussing a disservice, because I can't bring to fruition through my words the depth of, of, or the right metaphor, or the right allegory, or the right bars to, uh, to, to bring out that this, this land is it, what. The promised land is the glory of all land. It, it can't, you can't get more fertile. You can't get better crops to be able to feed your herds, whatever it might be. You can't get better organic food. You can't get better, better, you cannot get better food. You can't get better, it, it doesn't get better. This land that was reserved for the Israelites, the promised land, the land of milk and honey, truly is the glory, the top of all the nations, of all the land. This is what was given to us, the Israelites, because of a promise God made to Abraham, to Abram. That then went forth down to Isaac, that then went forth down to Jacob. And yeah. Huh. To 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 think about or want anything less than that. Or to consider anything less than that to be a blessing of God.
I, I, it's hard for me to compare it. How, 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 how can something he gave us the, the glory and the top and the best of all land on the planet Earth as a gift, as in blessing us, the nation of Israel? How can we think that anything else is now God blessing us? The, the, the thought that because now I got an apartment, I get a house, I get a couple of houses. That now I'm, 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 God is blessing me? For me, brothers and sisters, that, that, that's hard for me. That, 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 that's really hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm all going in praise to the most high. I'm, I'm not taking anything from the most high. But to, to really bank on or put together that because I got a house, or a couple of houses now, or I get, I get a car, or uh, 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 a timeshare. That this, that's God blessing the nation of Israel. And I'm going to compare these type of things that we got going on to what God gave the Israelites coming out of Egypt. I, I don't see how we can call that a blessing. I don't see how that how that gets 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 put down as yeah God bless this because I took my income tax return with a couple of tax credits put a couple thousand dollars together and I went and got me a got me a car I got me a, 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 a I made some improvements to the house I got me a crib I got me some clothes. I went ahead and played the insurance game and got insurance on everybody. And now I'm borrowing against my insurance policies because um, it's, it's my money. And now I'm able to, to to raise my credit score. So now I, I'm going a lot and, and, and rent a car or get a car or lease a car. It's hard for me to put this, that that, that is the blessing of the most high. If I'm going to sit here and meditate and think about what was given and promised to Abraham, that that if if the blessing of God now is because I as an individual got a car, a house, or what have you, then ain't, wouldn't that be God spitting in the face of Abraham? Especially if you consider what we just read, Abraham didn't receive for himself as an individual the prosperity or the benefits of having all that land just to himself. The Lord said, I'm giving it to your seed. Yeah, the Lord sustained him. I ain't going to say he didn't, but this promise of the, of the, the promise of the promised land was to the seed, the nation of Israel, not just one individual within the nation of Israel. Not the five percenters. 
5% of the nation of Israel. Not 1% of the nation of Israel. But the nation of Israel. Reading on. Let's go to Exodus chapter 32. I'm sorry, verse 13. Exodus chapter 32, I'm sorry, verse 13. Um, and this is Moses uh, uh, speaking, uh, speaking to God on behalf of us Israelites. Exodus chapter 32, verse 13 says, Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servant, to whom thou swearest by thine own, by, by thine own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of what I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Again, talk about the promised land. That that was going to be given to Abraham, Isaac, Israel, their seed, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And that the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel will be as the stars of heaven, which can't be numbered, but that the, this land was going to be enough to, to, to hold and sustain all of us. Abundantly. We're going to Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 22. The book of Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 22. It says, their children, their children also multiplied. Hold on. The children also multiplied, multiplied into, multiplied as thou, as the stars of heaven, and brought us them into the land concerning which thou hast promised to their fathers that they should be given it to possess it. We were given the promised land, the land of milk and honey, the glory of all lands. This was given to us. That on this land, we would be able to, 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 to be fruitful and to multiply. And be as the stars of heaven and still be very, very sustained. Not just on, on a few acres here, a few acres there. Not in, a, in, a, in an apartment building. Not just in, in a little house. But, but, but houses and cities already built. Full of all good things. All good things. Brothers and sisters, when we go to Deuteronomy chapter chapter six, uh, usually we go to verse four, but we go to verse three. Deuteronomy chapter six and verse three says, "Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do, and to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that flows with milk and honey." Again, making the reference to that land. 
that land that's full of milk and honey, that land that is the glory of all lands. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're observing and do everything the Mosai says in the way that he said it. So that we would we would remain in this in this land that was promised to us through Abraham, through Isaac, and through Jacob. All right. Um if we go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty six and verse fifteen. It says, Look down from my habitation from from heaven and bless the people, Israel, and the land which thou hast given them, given us, as thou swearest unto our fathers, a land that flows with milk and honey. Now you already know that 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 that, that I've uh I already started part of the series. Um, I've been, been through it about the land of hosts of milk and honey. You can, you can go back through our our, our, our podcast, um, our classes, and I, I've covered that extensively of what, what that means to be living in the land of milk and honey. That was like that was like a five part series uh, of the benefits of the land of milk and honey, uh, what that meant, how much how much we had, how much was needed, um, to be able to produce that much milk. The land was full of milk and honey. All the different type of animals and the benefits of the different type of, of milk that came from the different type of, 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 of mammals that, that was uh, um, legal for us to, 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 to consume from goats, lambs, uh, sheep, to, uh, uh, to different type of cows and, 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 and buffalo and stuff. That, that, this, that milk is a superfood. Especially from animals that are only chewing the cud, that are only eating grass, we've covered that. We've covered that. We, we, we've been over that already. Now, let me check my time here. Yeah, about five minutes. Let's go to Leviticus chapter twenty-six. I'll end up with that today. So I'm waiting for my computer to to, uh, do a thing. The treasure that the Lord gave us in the land the promised land, the land of milk and honey. Um, I cannot do it. I can't do it justice. I, I can't do it justice. And like I said, I've, I've covered this before, a, a part of this, and I keep coming back to it because I can't do it justice. It's hard for me to really bring bring it out. Just, just, just how great the blessing the Lord gave the Israelites. Of the problem, I, I can't, I can't. I, I, words keep failing me as I keep studying and keep trying to bring it out. It, 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 it really is blowing my mind even that much more. Uh, it, it, I, I'm stuck, brother and sister. I'm stuck, and and trying to convey and trying to give understanding about. The promised land, 
and how well let's get to this and then I'll get to the next slide later. Let's go to Leviticus chapter twenty six and verse one. I'm gonna read down. Just like we did we did for uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. We're gonna do the same thing here with Leviticus chapter Leviticus chapter twenty six uh, verse one. It says he shall uh, make you no idols, no graven images, no graven image. Neither rig you up uh, a standing image. Neither shall you set up anything, any image uh, of stone in your land to bow down unto it. For I am the Lord your God. All right. That, that's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Verse two. Leviticus chapter twenty-six, verse two. You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. So on the day the Lord says, chill, we're supposed to chill. Our Sabbath being a day of rest. We shall keep the Lord's Sabbath. Now, try not to go too deep into this. You have to ask yourself, why would the Most High have to command Israel to rest? For this great land he's given us, why would he have to command us to rest? To respect and keep and reverence the Sabbath. I know it's hard to, 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 to relate and, and, put, and, and put it together, but if you consider the abundance of resources, the abundance of, 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 of food, the abundance of, of everything that, that, that we were producing, the Lord said that everything we put our hands to would, would prosper. So if we, we got into artistry, just, just into painting, Guess what? It prospered. If we get into musical entertainment in the promised land, it prospered. Whatever business, whatever business endeavors that 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 could be imagined, it prospered. And we were making so much and increasing so much that the Lord has said, it's time to chill, it's time to rest. Because we were literally making it hand over fist. Like I said, like, like we read last night, that the blessing would, would overtake us. The blessing would pursue us and overtake us. If you try not to get blessed, you still got blessed. But the Sabbath is supposed to be for us to, now, to, to be able to sit back and thank the Most High for everything He has blessed us with. To acknowledge Him. Reading on, verse 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, verse 4, then I will give, give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. To consider this verse, that the Lord will give us rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase. Let me see if I can get a commentary. Maybe a commentary help me out some we going to the John Gill commentary. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 4. It says, Then I will give you rain in due season, the former and the latter rain, in the two seasons of the year, 
in which rain usually fell. And the scriptures frequently speak of, and when the land of Israel, which required rain, not being uh, watered with a river as Egypt, was blessed with it, the, the one was at the sowing of, the, of their seed, or a little, after, a little after it, and the other a little uh, before harvest. And when it, it had, and when it, it, and when it was had in those times, it was had in due season. And thence the word is in the plural number, your rains. Unless showers of rain are meant to encourage to keep the, the commands of the Most High. Promises of many outward good things are made. And this is the first being a principal blessing in which only the Most High and not all the, the vanities of the Gentiles could give. Uh, and the land should yield her increase. Read over the commentary. Says, which is, is greatly owing to the seasonable uh, showers of rain, by which means the earth brings forth uh, bread to the, to the eater and seed to the sower, corn and grass for man and beast. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Uh, vines, olives, pomegranates, figs, etc., are meant with which uh, the land of Israel abounded. When we do on chapter 8 and verse 8, a land of wheat and of barley and of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, uh, of oil, of, of oil, olives, and honey. I, I, uh, but I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to have to come back and revisit this on, on, on Monday. Maybe between now and Monday, I, 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 I can really help help formulate, we help really paint this picture, and really help help us see these things. Maybe I can get some better examples because. As I'm going over this, and I, I put this class together already, but I keep going over this, it, it, it keeps blowing my mind away of, about what the scripture says and, 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 and the understanding behind it, what it means, about what it means to be in the land of milk and honey, what it means to have the former and latter rain. That the, the not considering what type of fruits and food and, 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 and abundance, just on, on a food tip that we had. That we, 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 again, there was no national debt. We could do nothing but increase. The talks about generational wealth, and it talks about you know that, that as much as as our anxiety for our bills, for debt, for for the cost of living. For inflation, or get us to the point where, where the word gets choked out because of my worry about bills, because of my worry about credit, because of my worry about about uh, not being protected. That we have to have some financial security. What do you think we had in the promised land? 
that, that, we, that we literally piss down our legs, that for the amount of stress that people go through these days and worrying about these bills, how we're taken care of, how we're going to eat, having the mindset of Gentiles, And how important it is for us to wake up the, the nation of Israel. Not only to our nationality, but, but coming back and, and real, realizing a lot of our mistakes. Realizing a lot of the mistakes that we've made as Israelites. That need to be corrected. That we need to repent from. But since I'm, I'm going to end uh, this this session with well, that right there. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, please catch us on uh, Apple iTunes um, uh, podcast. Please catch us on Google Podcast. Please catch us on iHeartRadio podcast. Uh, you can always go back to www.blogtalkradio.com to check out um, type in Mashaba M A S H A H B A. Go take your episodes page. And there we, we got over a thousand episodes that that, that, that we've done. Uh, feel free to check us out. Uh, today is Thursday. Tomorrow we have uh, uh, the brother Bonabad as well as the brother Kabar uh, Kawab, most likely. We're reading for the brother. Um, join us tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Uh, sorry, at 7 p.m. Texas time, San Antonio time. All right, so with that, my name is Mashaba. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. And with that, let us go ahead and say shalom. Shema Israel.